Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagir, by far. He was my favorite player. Well, all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk black. All right. Yeah. Episode 12, Good Guys Talk Back, your Chicago White Sox podcast, fan-centric, blue-collar. We are recording uh, Tuesday, February 26th, 2019. Thank you for finding us. Uh, Thank you for passing this podcast along. We know uh, you get your Sox information and entertainment in so many different ways, and uh, appreciate you including us uh, on that list, um, with me, across from me, uh, is Jeff Julian, and I am Nick Morowski, and uh, we have got actual baseball to talk about this week. <laughs> I, I got, I've already got a smile on my face, yeah. because you already sound like a thousand times <laughs> better better than the, than the um, last time we cracked these mics. You were... You were devastated, and, and, well, and, and, and as we were, but uh, yeah. but it, it's nice to hear in your voice that maybe a little bit of a scab has formed, <laughs> and uh, and you're starting to heal a, a bit from from Machado. We can still talk about it. We will talk about it, but it's just it's nice to hear you slowly, nice and slowly. It's like a little those, bit of pep uh, in that step. You know those those cracks you get in your knuckles during the winter. <laughs> And they just can't quite heal, right. and they start to heal, and then they right. reopen. I'm having one of those issues with this Machado thing, but I'm 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 being positive. And we've got some fun stuff to talk Good. about. Uh, yeah, uh, today we have uh, we have a couple interesting tavern uh, tavern talk items. I like to call them. All these right. are barroom conversations that you know people love to have. Uh, they're they're subjective. There's no right answer, but. There's, I feel like you just coined a a, a a segment for the show, Tavern Talk. Okay, I like yeah, I like that. It's got a good I'll ring to it. I'll come up with a stinger for it. Tavern, uh, tavern talk. talk, and then like maybe um, glasses clinking oh, together. That, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a little like some just some idle chatter in the background. We can just lay a <laughs> right. lay a sound bed hey, down. Norm. Um, talking about alternate team names. What mm. if uh, what if the White Sox changed? Um, to a different name. What would happen? Uh, we've got some uh, candidates for that, and we'll uh, unpack that article. And uh, also, your your team, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, um, yeah. A Bleacher Report article uh, yeah. just a couple weeks ago. Uh, a gentleman went through every single MLB team and picked uh, the Mount Rushmore of that team, right, uh, the, f- right. the four folks that would represent uh, that team. And um, he he did it for the Sox as well. We'll talk about that. And I've got my own yeah. uh, Mount Rushmore. Con- controversial and, stuff for sure. Yeah, there were a couple a uh, couple head scratchers, <laughs> and you uh, can also see that they're just like you already know the which teams have been historically bad, and then you oh, see right, their Mount Rushmore, right, and you're right, like, okay, right. this is this is why you've been really bad. The Astros. Well, I mean, we'll get to it, but the Astros were uh, it was hilarious. Uh, they had they their Rushmore came from like one year or yeah. maybe two years. <laughs> right. So uh, the Sox kind of have a good problem. They've got well over a hundred years to work with. But we'll, we'll get to uh, that article and uh, 
Spring training has started. Kind of go through the uh, yeah, the early news and notes, if it's worthy at all of that. But uh, to start, uh, we need to follow up on Manny. We need to follow yeah. up on what Sox brass uh, told us last week. You know, when we recorded um, that um, hate-filled, that anger, <laughs> that loathing uh, episode. It's also our highest, yeah. uh, <laughs> highest listened to. Well, so misery hate, loves company, right. man. Hate uh, sells in this it world. Really, it really does. Uh, I think a lot of folks just needed some comfort. Listen, uh, yeah. they were angry and, uh, hopefully that was we were like able a to big open faced sandwich of hate covered was. in mashed potatoes and tears of gravy, gravy. red sauce. Um, <laughs> So we did not get to hear the explanation from uh, Williams hiding behind his shades and uh, Rick Hahn. We didn't get to really comment on that. And and last week, and it's still kind of going on, uh, we get the explanation of what went wrong. Um, There was a lot of reporters carrying water for the Sox. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And fans. Talking about how, I I heard, I think it was... um, I don't remember who it was, but but the, I kept hearing, ah, well, he's not worth 10 years, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, come on. You know, yeah. it was never about whether it was 10 years You're or right, not. man. You're right. I, You know, I, you have to see beyond that. I mean, who is worth that kind of money? It, it, it's very subjective, uh, but that was, that was the number. Uh, that's what Machado wanted. And here we're hearing what? What was the issue? The opt outs, right? Yeah. Sachs didn't want to give opt outs. Opt outs. And, and it was the, it was the guaranteed money. Yeah, it's a guaranteed money. Yeah, and and if you if you want this guy, and this is who you targeted, which we're hearing now as different articles come out. There was one in Sports Illustrated recently that the Sox had conversations of Machado for like, oh man, you know, ten to twelve months, daily conversations about this guy. This is the guy they targeted and they talked about ad nauseum, and then you just. You know, when he gets, uh, you effed it up. Yeah, you know, it's I, like I that just, big Lebowski bit. You know, you effed it up. I, I just don't understand how you quote unquote target someone and then don't and and know what the price is going to be and then not be ready to commit that kind of money. Then why did you target them in the first place? Right. Nobody's um, like, oh, I'd love to buy this truck. It's going to be fifty thousand, but I've only got thirty eight. So. I guess I'll just hope for the best and right. maybe they'll, you know, I mean, I, right. no, I, mean, I, we, I understand there's negotiations, but, but as far as I, as, as we could tell, the negotiations were always no lower than 310. Yeah. Hey, it, it, when all, when, when everything came to light uh, last week, it's a generous offer by the Sox. I get it. It's, it's the most lucrative offer that they've ever offered to anybody. I, I get that. I'm not denying that it was a, a generous offer, but that wasn't the game that was being played. Right. So, so you know, we don't have to retread no, last no, week's ground. But so, no. what, what what did you feel like were your takeaways? What did you, you know, I I think when we were prepping, you said you're kind of you're skeptical now. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I I hear Hans saying that you know the money's going to be spent. It's not just going to be sitting around. We are going to spend the money to get this team uh, better, uh, whether it's this year. Or, or next year, where the money's going to be spent. I don't believe that. I'm sorry. This situation with Machado has completely scarred me from believing and being hopeful that the Sox are going to pay premium money for a premium talent. Right. So right. the money might be used uh, for some mid-level arms, uh, maybe some internal extensions. Um, but I, I'm sorry. Until it happens, no way. There's no way... Um, the Sox are in on guys like 
guys like Trout or if Chris Sale yeah. ever becomes available again, right. give me a break. Right, right. No or, way. Or now, you know, news today, Aaron Otto yeah. signed that extension. He's also the highest paid player now. But clearly, uh, we, we knew that if he was going to be on the free agent market, they weren't going to be players. I'm telling you, you, you know, I'm re- I read a, a lot of uh, articles and, uh, you know, comb through a bunch of um, stuff on social media and, you know, so many, the, I feel like you can put it again in different camps like we talked about weeks ago. It's, it's generational. There's a, there's a group of fans that are like, no way, no how did I ever want Machado. That's way too much money, this, that, and the other. And then there's another camp that's, that's like, this is premium. This, there's, this isn't going to happen again. 26 right. at your prime right. uh, in a position that we could use is never going to happen again. Exactly. Look look at where some of these other guys are going to come come up on their free agent year. Bryant, uh, he, he's going to be 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what Trout will be, um, 29, yeah. 30. Guys don't yeah. come free at no. 26. No, no. I, I mean, you look at when Harper broke in, uh, 19, you know, so it, it makes sense. Uh, so I, that's what I, I took away. Um, How long does this hangover last? How long... It, so and for again, a fan you, you or said, for an organization? No, well, I mean, that's two interesting uh, takes. I was thinking fan, and I'm thinking that that camp of fans who understood what the price is for premium talent. How long does this stick with them into this season? I think they wear it just about the entire season. However, like we have talked about time and time again, winning changes. Winning will right. scrub right. the memory right. and or a really good Eloy. Yeah, well, season. sure. And hopefully that leads leads to winning. For me personally, you know, I I brooded over this for a day, for a few days and then I started to see some positive articles come out namely from Tim Anderson. I mean, he that he, he made yeah. national news. Yeah. He he was he was asked if he was excited uh that this Machado business is over and he said, "F yeah. Uh yeah, I want to move on. Yeah. Uh, this is my position." you know, either get on the bus or get run over. Yeah. And, and I, and I love that attitude. And I, and it, it brought me back to earth of, you know, as a diehard, I can't be, I can't be, you know, tangled up in these players at hypothetical situations. If they're ever going to show up, guess right. what? I'm dealing with Anderson, Mancada, Radon, yeah. Eloy, you know, Abreu. I'm dealing with the guys that are, that want to wear socks jerseys, that are being paid to wear Sox jerseys. So after a few days, I said, look, there, there's a lot of young talent. There's a lot of exciting talent. Radon's quotes uh, last week were very exciting. He seems to be healthy. He's ready to take the ball and be the ace. Yeah. So, you know, you got to move on. I, 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 yeah, I agree with you that the Tim Anderson quotes were exactly what you wanted to hear from a young leader or someone you hope will become a leader on your team. And, Really, when I heard those, the first thing I thought of was, how much closer does this get them to the Hall of Fame in your eyes? <laughs> uh, personality Hall of Fame. He's, <laughs> you know, he he should be nominated soon. All right, so he's on the right track. He's he's on my good side right now, yeah. and he, has been for a while. He will make your Mount your future Mount Rushmore. Well, of, uh, <laughs> he might, he, don't don't just he might be currently. Uh, no, I hey. You know, I've spoken highly of the guy. I think he's got a huge upside. Um, it was good to hear, and it was the right. It needed t- to be. He's said. vocal. He's yeah. taking a leadership yeah. role, and you know what? Screw him. If he doesn't want to be here, he might have missed out on something. You know, you are where you are. That's great. We need to move on. And imagine if 
Han or Williams had said that after that. It wouldn't have changed the dollar amount, but if they had said, hey, listen, this was a better deal. He didn't want to take it. Screw him. We're moving on. Um, yeah, I, I don't know yeah. that it would have necessarily changed the economics of it because we all know it, but that would have been better than the kind of feigned surprise from Williams. Like, oh, I don't, I can't believe it that, that, that we weren't in on it or Hans yeah, yeah. kind of, mm-hmm, ah, well, mm-hmm. we'll be there on the next one. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a next one. So maybe if they had come at it, it's just surprising to hear yeah. It may be only a player. Well, and how about a that was the right thing to say? How about a soundbite from Reinsdorf, for goodness yeah. sakes? Yeah. You know, he's got Williams and Hahn, you know, as his mouthpiece. I felt like you you got a you got a sense that this guy might have been a little miffed, but more more of insulted because Machado's camp didn't want to play his game. You know, yeah. it, it, it just it, and it, he's the reason that the that the signing didn't happen. The buck stops with him. I sure think so. Yeah. So all right. So here's the issue: if if Manny, you know, goes on to hit 280, you know, 30 home runs, you know, uh, I don't know, 70. St- <laughs> if he goes off and in, in some crazy offensive numbers, and the Padres eke into uh, an interesting conversation out west, and, and the Sox are mediocre once again. Yeah, I mean the, the sacks, you know, are going to be just that's a problem being beat up in, yeah. in the media, and and you're going to continually get trolled by fans. Uh, it's sure, it's going to be a problem. It, it's going to hurt, it, it, especially you know. Hey, it was great to see uh, Sale win a World Series with the Red Sox, but that stung. Yeah, that that stung. At the end and of the day, that don't make you feel any better. It, it does not. It, hey, that's great. You know, he spent a lot of years in a, in a White Sox uniform. Good, good for him. He's a quality pitcher. I feel like anybody that has that type of talent, uh, you know, should achieve the highest in whatever sport they're going after. Great, you got your World Series, but I didn't feel any. I didn't feel any better. Right, right. You know, and uh, you wanted him to win one in your uniform. So, it, 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 we'll see. Yeah, it, this is a to be determined situation. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel any better hearing more from Sox brass. I really didn't. I felt better hearing from the players. Yeah. Yeah. That said, you know what? Look, either you're with us or you're not. But you know, we, we're playing. We're a team. We're a unit, and yeah. we can't worry about anybody that doesn't want to show up here. We've got. We think we've got a quality team, a lot of energy, a lot of talent. We're young. We're ready to go. Yeah, and, I, and that's what I enjoyed. And so, spring training is happening. Spring training, man, uh, kicked off on Saturday. Uh, Sox had a doubleheader. They had a game Sunday a game Monday and a game this afternoon. So five games, right. uh, they've got their first win today, uh, against the Royals. So they're one, three and one. Uh, I have not, I haven't seen, uh, any games. What? Um, I, I don't even think, you know, they're televised I, right now. <laughs> I was going to put the, I, I, I was thinking in my mind, I was going to ask you how many innings or games have you watched? And I they're was going to say, I was going <laughs> to guess that you'd watched four of the five. <laughs> You, I mean, you have to do some sleuthing. I, they're they are not uh, broadcast on any kind of national uh, TV right now. The St. Patrick's Day game or that St. Patrick's Day weekend when they play the Cubs that'll be aired uh, on NBC Sports Chicago or, or GN. Uh, you better believe I follow on <laughs> online. And I was listening actually yesterday to the radio broadcast. To I, I was grinding my teeth listening to the broadcast because farmer ed farmer and uh darren jackson 
they are not getting any better as a duo. It is a tough, it's a tough, tough listen. Um, so I, I'm surprised that, that you haven't found, you know, oh, I found clips watch. and I've got, I found, you know, folks, there are folks that are at the game that, uh, are, are uploading video on, on Twitter and on social media. And I'm watching some of that. I just have this memory of you in, <laughs> in Maui mm-hmm. for Jeff Hester's wedding yeah. festivities. Yeah. And I believe we're at the, I think it was the rehearsal dinner or sure. something. And there you are streaming some June Sox game <laughs> on your phone. And the other reason this is relevant is because I couldn't even get a yeah. signal on my phone. Here you are streaming in, well, in like 1080p high def. <laughs> and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I got to get a new cell, cell phone provider. Yeah. And this guy's nuts about baseball. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's right. You did. That was the first time I think you experienced uh, my madness. Uh, that was, that was several years ago, but uh yeah, some random June game. Uh, look, if I was able to easily access it, access it, I would. I, I have not, uh, but you know, I'm following. You know what I'm following? I'm following the game cast, uh, <laughs> where it's just like <laughs> the, it's the yeah. it's the static hey, guy. Man, you know what? And the pitch comes through. I'm keeping it blue collar, hey, brother. That's uh, right. uh, uh, the name of the game. Tell uh, me, you're keeping. Uh, you got a scorebook going. I am. I'm. I'm looking at the box scores <laughs> afterwards. And here, going through. Okay, so yeah, there's been some. There's been some interesting notes. Right. Uh, Socks are hitting the ball pretty well. Mancata's swinging the bat well. Anderson's swinging the bat well. Alonzo had a home run today. Um, here, here was. This is the eye popper. Okay, 45, 45 innings, five games, zero errors. That's good. I mean, say what you will about spring training. Zero errors is zero errors. I mean, the Sox, Sox were horrible yeah. last year. We're talking over 100 errors, you know, bottom of the league, bottom four of yeah. the league. Yeah. And and here we are starting off the first five games, zero errors. You're supposed to have errors in yeah. spring training. Yeah, right. I mean, and they don't right. have any right now, which, you know, read into it, don't. I absolutely read into it. Um, it it's a good sign. Yeah, I feel... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to mark this down. I feel like this will be something we'll go back to maybe in July. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, when they're on a 10 game winning streak, we'll look back and we'll say, remember five games into spring training? They didn't have any errors at that point. Please mark this down. Please like mark they, it down because like they I were will, building towards something. I will revisit it either way. When there's uh, success by this defense up the middle, I will say, remember what happened at the beginning of well, spring training? Zero errors. You know, I'll tell you what. I'm probably going to be wrong because a couple of episodes back, you tried to bring up your, your college baseball career. And I said, ah, we'll, we'll do that 60 episodes uh-huh. in. And then we were talking about it a week yeah. later for the, uh, the for the speed pitch uh, uh-huh. challenge. So we'll, yeah. we'll probably be talking about this uh, next week. Yeah. I, it, Hey, it's exciting. Um, from what I've heard, horrible weather uh, out there in Arizona, but they're, they're getting the games in um, another game tomorrow afternoon. I believe uh, Lopez is on the Hill. Looking forward to seeing how he does. Uh, but as we stand, 30 days until opening day. 30 days. 30 days. Yeah. So get excited for that. Um, spring training um, underway. All clubs uh, at it. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, MLB.com uh, wrote a little bit about uh, 25 years ago uh, this year here, uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, was involved in spring training for the Chicago White Sox back in 1994. Uh, and John Jay, 
our new uh, outfielder for the White Sox, has said that he is going to be wearing number 45 this season in honor of Michael Jordan's uh, 45. Um, there was a there was a 30 for 30 not too long ago about Jordan's uh, Jordan's uh, season playing baseball. Jordan rides the bus. Um, he opened up in spring training for the Sox in 94, never made it to the big league club, played in double A, uh, Birmingham Barons the entire season, played some fall ball uh, before heading back to the NBA. Terrible um, numbers, too. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> so I guess what I bring this up is, you know, you and I were, you know, we were teenagers, you know, when this went down yeah. 25 years yeah. ago. and. What I remember of it, it, I thought it was more of just like a publicity stunt. It totally you know, it was, was a just like a. You, we, everyone was a it was a diehard Bulls fan back then. You didn't miss a game, and then for Jordan to join my my team, my favorite my favorite baseball team, uh, it, it was exciting. I mean, I, I remember the Crosstown Classic game in April when he actually came up and he played with the Sox against the Cubs and that kind of like PR game. It didn't count for anything until interleague showed up. And uh, I I think he did pretty well. I think he had a double, a couple RBIs in that game. I mean, the weird thing to me, and and, and then it just left, you know, and then he went back to basketball. He wore number 45 for a little while before returning to 23. Great. You know, he did his thing. He got out of his system, a a tribute for his dad, I guess. Um, but what you see sometimes at the games and now when you go to Sox Park, <laughs> the amount of uh, Jordan jerseys in the stands, it's unbelievable. Every time I'm at a game, I see a half a dozen Michael Jordan 45 jerseys. And I'm not talking, you know, Birmingham Baron jerseys. I'm talking White Sox right. 45 and then the 83 logo, which is ridiculous because <laughs> he didn't even touch the 83 logo. So does that fit into like bad jersey buys? I don't. I want to ask somebody what was the like, <laughs> what was the motivation? Yeah, and then was, there's younger fans that are wearing them, so maybe they didn't get to experience the phenomenon that spring training. He, uh, he was 31 at that point, and I mean, it, for Birmingham, he batted 202. He struck uh, out 114 I, times. In no way am I going to defend what he uh, was trying to do. <laughs> he had a he had a dream, and you know he wanted to he wanted to do it great. Okay. I, Forget about that. Why is John Jay wearing it in honor of that? that? Like, what? That's what why is I the thought connection? was so crazy. I, I, an idol of his, he's going to wear number forty-five. Is he just trying to distance himself from from the Machado relationship well, yeah. by saying, you know, I yeah. did tell him that I really like San Diego, but hey, guys, I, I, I love Michael Jordan, so I'm, I'm going to wear his jersey this year. Forget about the Machado thing. Look, I, you know. If you if you read some articles about Jordan's fall ball in '94, it, it sounded like he was starting to turn a corner. No one questioned his work ethic. Uh, this this art, find the article on MLB.com about you know the six or eight uh, interesting notes of, of Jordan's uh, baseball adventure. His work ethic was just unbelievable. They said, like, yeah. you want to hit in the cage? Be here at six. All right, he's there at five thirty, ready to hit in the cage for hours. Yeah. You know, taking fly balls. You know, running the hill. I mean, whatever it is, um, practicing the sli- sliding techniques. I mean, riding a bus. Then, okay, during the season throughout the Carolinas, just to see if he could make this work. Uh, I. Yeah. But again, I mean, it's that was, fine. But it's just, it's it's just bizarre. I, I don't I don't understand why John Jay is making that like 
his his thing. You know? If John Jay's going to make that his thing, then uh, Sox marketing gets on it and, and releases a, a Jordan bobblehead. Um, you know, with John Jay's head, <laughs> with Jordan's head on it, and his forty five jersey twenty five years ago. Jordan rode a bus. Uh, Where's you know, John Jay in this? John Jay's wearing the jersey. He brought Jordan back up to the surface. Well, why are they doing a... <laughs> I, think it's, I think he should be part of the bobblehead, though. Look, for your first jersey, I think you should have a Jordan. <laughs> you should have a Jordan slash J 45. Jordan J. <laughs> Jordan J. On it. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. All think right. about it. That's um, fine. Speaking of jerseys, and I want to go back to the, the Manny business for a second. Okay, with Manny off the table... Yeah. Well, guess whose jersey is now available to hang in those rafters at Sox Park? The Azaru. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Can I bring that back for just a little Please. bit? Please. All yeah. right. I'm. Hey, you know where I stand. I'm on trying that. to heal some wounds here. <laughs> okay. Retiring Gian's jersey at this point might help a little bit. A great idea. Okay. I support it. All right. No on the bobblehead, but yes on the well, number thirteen. I, I don't have a problem with the bobblehead. I just didn't understand what was going on with it. All right. Well, I, I just thought you'd honor Jordan with a bobblehead. It doesn't have to be a two-headed, uh, a John Jay and Jordan. Is it a head. bad bobblehead? Like, does it only bobble a little bit because he wasn't any good at baseball? <laughs> I don't think it works like that. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. But that was 25 years ago. Uh, right now, um, I, I don't think much of it. Okay. After that happened, I I, I don't think much of it, and I, I I scratch my head when I see the jerseys at Sox Park. Uh, and, and you can and the amount that, that you'll see, you'll go to different websites, memorabilia, merchandise websites and Jordan 45 jersey is like on one of the pages. I, yeah. I, I just don't I don't get the I don't get the draw. I, I was it bigger than I thought it was. Am I missing out on something? No, I I, I think. Is it an ironic jersey? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think number 45, I think Bobby Jenks. Yeah. I mean, relief pitcher for the 05 World Series team. I think a 45 Jenks. All right. Now I want a three-person <laughs> bobblehead, and it's Jordan, John Jay, and Bobby Jenks. Well, all three of them. They, and all, you know, I'll uh, go through my media guide tonight. I'll figure out the right person to okay. talk to, and we'll get right. that, that communication Let's started. Let's do it. Um, all right. Jeff Julian, you found this article. That's right. Um, you found the article several weeks ago, and then the Manny, the Manny stuff, yeah. um, the Manny stuff exploded, and then you know here we are sitting on this article, and and now I, I, we really want to we want really want to play around with it here. I put it on uh, our Facebook page today. Uh, what would happen if every MLB organization had a Mount Rushmore of of four four players that represent that team in, in some way? And uh, I got a lot of interesting feedback, and, and folks were weighing in on all different kinds of teams, and, and you know, dissecting the choices. And the, the guy who wrote the article, um, you know, that's an aggressive move to go through every yeah. single team yeah. and try to get in their fan pr- mindset to pick four players to represent. Yeah, uh, and and that's a tough job when you think about, you know, you mentioned a hundred years of White Sox, you know, thinking about. The Yankees, yeah. oh my God, trying yeah. to come through. But yeah. I, I thought the Yankees one was 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 pretty spot on. Cubs also, you know, there, there's teams like the Dodgers, the Giants, the Cubs, the Yankees, Sox. These longstanding teams, uh, uh, Red Sox. You got a yeah. lot of history. You really got to yeah. try hard. Well, that could so, be good or bad. Yeah, when right. you have that, when you have that much history, uh, it might seem obvious. 
when you when you look at it from uh, your recent memory. Yes. But then you have yeah. to go back and kind of dig through some of the books um, years ago to try to represent the entire organization. Uh, right. It's it's difficult. So the so if you haven't read the article, the four White Sox players yeah. that he put on. The Mount Rushmore, and we sh- we should give the the author's name. Yeah, it was that Bleacher Report uh, it was, was Bleacher uh, Report story. Yeah, let me let me find his name here. It was Zachary D. Reimer. All right, all right, and the four were Luke Appling, yeah, Minnie Minoso, Frank Thomas, Mark Burley. Yeah, and those. he did mention. Well, we'll we'll save. Yeah. he 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 did mention an omission, and I think it'll be an obvious one. But yeah. go ahead and. Well, well let, let me break down. Let me that. break down. And he did a little bit of breaking down himself in the in the in the segment. And you know, I, he he defended his four, which you know, who knows? He just might have copied and pasted whatever he found, um, you know, in different record books online. I, I don't know where this guy's from. I don't know his fan base. I don't know uh, where he grew up. It's a it's a subjective. Uh, this is a tough task. It's subjective. Right. There's no, there's no right answer, and and we call it tavern talk because these are the things that you have in the winter before a season. So you might even right. have it during a season, right. and you sit down with a buddy or a couple buddies. You're talking to your dad or your brothers or, or whomever, and you're like, you know what? I, who do you got? Who who's on your Mount Rushmore of of greatest? And you can do this in any organization, any sport. And I think it brings up some really interesting conversations because you have to defend it, and it usually is a generational thing. All right. You know? So, what of those four are yeah, you I, yeah. are 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 you fine with? Who 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 of those the, four okay. stay stays on on your Mount Rushmore? I, for sure, Frank Thomas stays on the on I the agree Mount with Rushmore. That. I, I mean, agree. sixteen years is a sock. Yeah, yep. yeah. It was hard to see him leave and play for the A's and the Blue Jays. Hard to see him get his five hundredth home run. Um, not in a White Sox uniform, but he came up through the White Sox organization and was just a force. And I was lucky enough to know what was going on as a White Sox fan and follow his entire career. Um, you know, his time playing first, his his uh, his time is mainly a DH. Um, you know, those just those amazing years in the '90s offensively. Uh, really should have had another MVP in 2000, but uh, Giambi stole it from him. That juiced <laughs> Giambi. Um, so yeah, you got to keep Thomas. You have to keep Thomas there. He has his number retired by the Sox, and he has a statue yep. uh, out on the concourse yep. in left field. Now I also keep Minoso. I, I keep Minnie there. Yep. Uh, parts of 12 uh, years with the Sox, all different decades. He might have played in five different de- decades, six different decades. Um, he's got number nine retired. Uh, you know, you, you hear a lot of players like Ale- uh, Alexi Ramirez and Jose Abreu talk about the importance of Mini Minoso to Cuban players, what he did uh, for them for baseball. Um, well, and in this article, the author references Orlando C- Cepeda's biography, and he compared yeah. Minnie Minoso, uh, said, is to Latin ballplayers what Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. is to black ball. Yeah, black uh, he's players. got the nickname Mr. White Sock, and, and I, I don't argue with that at all. He should be on the Mount Rushmore. He's got his number nine retired, and uh, his statue is out on the concourse uh, as well. So those are the ones I'm keeping. 
Now, there is you could keep Luke, Luke Appling. You can keep Mark Burley. Now, let, let me dissect Appling first. All right, he played, he played from 30 to 50, 1930 to 1950. He played all 20 years of his career uh, with the Sox. And for what I understand, he was a really good player. I don't know if you're going to find too many people that are, are, are alive right now that are going to be able to defend him in person, say, I, I watched him play. From what I read, he was an amazing shortstop, uh, an infielder. Uh, his number is retired by the Sox and has been for a while, number four. You do not find a statue of Luke Appling at the stadium, though. Okay, He has not been honored uh, with a statue. So I get I, – I think this author – uh, was trying to get to a, an early, a few decades early in the organization, okay? They were trying to get somebody from the 30s, 40s, 50s to maybe represent the Rushmore. Maybe that was the, the author's mentality of, like, let's really expand the entire, um, uh, the, the entire 100-plus years of the Sox. Now, hey, if you have Appling on your Rushmore, you're fine with it. 20 years with one team, impressive. But I would remove Appling. Okay. okay. And and I'm gonna I'm also gonna remove Burley. Yeah, okay. So I was thinking along the same lines as you that the name that popped into my mind that was missing. Well, okay, so let's let's talk about what the author referenced first. The obvious omission is shoeless Joe Jackson. Sure. Yeah. But you know, there's everything that goes in with that, the you know, the 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 nineteen nineteen scandal, yeah. all of that, but the yeah. numbers are there. Sure. But the other yeah. name that popped into my head was uh Aparicio. But okay. now that I look at his numbers versus Appling's numbers, Appling's numbers are unbelievable. They're man. good numbers. They're, they're, you know, they're good numbers. Three hundred and ten batting average, um, ton of RBIs, uh, you know, played a ton of games, high high war, um, you know. Aparicio batting average only 262 so um they're, they're fine you know. numbers but I, you know what I also say I'm I was taking the lead a little bit from the organization and if they didn't put a statue out for him when they could have when they started putting statues yeah. out a while ago that led me to believe like eh, I don't know let me let me you know let me look around at a couple other players. And hey, if you have Burley, if you have Burley on your Mount Rushmore, your White Sox Mount Rushmore, I'm not going to fault you. Twelve years with you know with the team was on the 05 World Series, perfect game, no hitter, a uh, handful of Gold Gloves. Uh, we we dissected yeah. his numbers, yeah. uh, you know, about a month ago or so. Uh, I but I I rem- I'm, he's not on my. He seems like the Rushmore. outlier to me. He seems like he's he's the guy who's maybe. If if you go to five, maybe he's there. I don't know yeah. about yeah four. Again, so who, who did you have? Okay, so of I him? here here was I kept Minoso and I kept Thomas. Now instead of Burley, I put Canerico in. Now Canerico to me is yeah. an absolute obvious choice. Sixteen years as a sock captain of the White Sox, 05 World Series. Here's a guy that retired as a White Sox. Um, you know. You think about that iconic image of of his his performance in the World Series and that fist pumping up in the air. I mean, he's got a statue out in left field. Yeah. No, no statue for Burley yet, but they decided they were going to put a statue for Canerico right away. His numbers also retired, and Burley's numbers retired too. But for me, you know, when you think about in the last you know twenty years the White Sox, I mean, Canerico. 
the Tribune, I don't know if you, you, you see these, uh, these, you know, this merchandise stuff that the Tribune has been doing, but the Tribune has, has made a book uh, of every single organization, Chicago organization, Cubs, Blackhawks, uh, Bulls, Bears, and White Sox. And it's, and it's the history of the team. And it's really interesting to see what player or players they put on the cover. Right. Uh, and guess who's on the cover? The White Sox. It, it's Canerico with that right fist pumped. I mean, I, I know people will argue, uh, but boy, he, to me, he's Mr. He, he, he's, you know, you can't deny him. I like that. And I think, you know, put the other three aside and just say Burley or, or Canerco. I probably go with Canerco over, over Burley. And there's no requirement that you have to have a pitcher on your, on your Mount Rushmore. Right. But, but here's, here's what's interesting is, you know, Aparicio hall of famer, um, Appling hall of famer, um, Minnie Minoso, not a Hall of Famer, but we talked about Thomas some of Hall the of historical yeah. pieces. Thomas Hall yeah. of Famer. Yeah. So, you know, and Baines now Hall of Famer. Does does Hall of Fame mean your well, your your Rushmore material? I I went so I I took Appling off, and I was torn between two. I was torn between Billy Pierce, uh, who pitched uh, for many years for the Sox. You know, thirteen years back in the, you know. 40s, 50s, a little bit of the 60s. I was torn between Billy Pierce and Nellie Fox. Oh, Nellie Fox, yeah. Both players played in similar eras. Both players have their numbers respectfully retired by the Sox. Both players have... Fox is a Hall of Famer, too. Fox is a Hall of Famer. Both players have statues out on the concourse. Now, both players also played on the 1959 World Series team that went and lost to the Dodgers. That's one of the reasons why I took Appling off because I think the 59 team needs to be honored some way on the Rushmore. Okay. That was up until 2005, Jeff. That was the team you talked about. Right. Very much like, yeah, yeah. The the 59, the 59 sacks. So I was, man, I'm back and forth with Pierce because he's a pitcher. If I take Burley off, I should put, I should put Pierce in, but I came down to Fox because he was an MVP. Yeah. And a Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, I forgot about Nellie Fox. Nellie Fox, yeah, number the two. The numbers are there, too. Yeah. 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 So Three time gold glove, an MVP, 15 time All Star. Yeah. Hall of Fame. All right. So, what's your final Mount Rushmore? Fox, Nellie Fox, Minnie Minoso, Frank Thomas, and Paul Canerco. Wow. I mean, okay. I think that's a solid right. that's All a right. solid rush mark. Right. You're taking that to the bank. And I almost want to contact this author of the Bleacher Report <laughs> I think article. You should. <laughs> Stir up some. Uh, so did, did you have anything specific well, that you were you know, I went in a different direction, okay? <laughs> and I did Bears players out no, there. Yeah, I did I did a different sport. <laughs> no, what I did was what I'm calling a Mount Ron Moore. And it's all White Sox players whose first name is Ron. <laughs> And so, so Ron Kittle, of okay, course, yeah. is on 100%. there. 100%. Ron Karkovice. Oh, now you're talking. And then now I had to. Then I had to go a little bit deeper oh, into the boy. archives. Uh, Ron LaFleur, <laughs> who um, retired with the White Sox in 1982, uh, 455 stolen bases in yeah. his career. And yeah. then to round out the Mount Ron Moore. Oh, is uh, okay. Ron Jackson, who um, <laughs> played wow. for the Sox 
from wow. 54 through 60. So oh, he was on that 59 team. Yeah, okay. So I was well, thinking represent. the same way you were, where I wanted I wanted that representative. Okay. Uh, his claim to fame was he was six feet seven inches, <laughs> two hundred and twenty-five pounds, and uh, owned and operated his own insurance company in Kalamazoo after retiring from baseball. So I tell you, that's what, the Mount Ronmore. I tell you what, man. Uh, good work, good work. And the first two are some of my personal favorites. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kittle, uh, yeah. White Sox ambassador, uh, eighty-three rookie of the year. And Karkovice was on the 93 uh, AL West uh, team. Great mustache. Uh, Sure, Officer Karkovice. You're not going to put him uh, on the Rushmore, but uh, when it comes to Ron's. Yeah, he's on the Ron more. Great choices. (laughs) You went in a completely different direction, but you know what? I love the creativity. Good, good, good job, Jeff. All right, thank you. Uh, I knew thank I you. kept you around for a reason yeah, on this right, podcast. Right. Um, so if you have a chance, check that article out and uh, hit us up on uh, on our Facebook page or uh, you know get us a message across uh, what your Rushmore, your White Sox Rushmore, uh, would be. You know, you can go you can go a lot of different directions uh, with this. Um, but I had uh, I had Fox Minoso Thomas. Uh, and Canerco. That's a good one. Um, That's a good one. And so Jordan uh, would it, be your fifth. Jordan was my alternate. Uh, Jordan was my alternate. Tim Anderson is, uh, you know, in in the weeds. He's in the future. Yeah, future the, Rushmore. The, the future Rushmore. Um, so another uh, little fun article you found was uh, alternate team names. Yeah, this is on MLB.com. They've got a kind of subsection of their site called Cut 4. and What um, a goofy article. Yeah, this was Michael Clare who wrote this. What if we created every baseball team's name from scratch? Some of these are just ridiculous. They really are. I, re- I went through all of them, and it's a real stretch. Uh, but he had he had changed the Chicago White Sox name to uh, the Chicago Hawks. That's right, yes. And, and his reasoning was because of uh, Hawk Harrelson. That's who, right. Who, uh, of course, is no longer... Uh, broadcasting games uh, full-time anymore, not even really part-time. He might pop in every now and then an opening day or maybe a Cubs-Sox game. But uh, Nick uh, renamed the team Chicago Hawks. I, to me, that was interesting. It's cute. But I, how can you have Chicago Hawks and then have the Chicago Blackhawks right. in the same right. city? Yeah. And the Absolutely. colors were all were all nutsy. So yeah. I, I came up with some of my own names. Okay. I don't know. Did you come up with any? Well, I was just thinking like other – Hawkisms would 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 be better, like you know the Chicago can of corns, Chicago or, Stretch. <laughs> the Chicago Stretch is a great name. Yeah. Absolutely, kind of sounds like a MLS team, but yeah. you know, still, it, it's, uh, uh, it's not the way I would have went. But again, uh, creative. Uh, I I went uh, so I went Chicago. I, I five of them. I've got okay. five if I can throw at you. Uh, <laughs> I got Chicago. I got Chicago Muscle. Chicago muscle, the muscle. All right. You know, it's okay. kind of kind of don't like, like a, that. Okay, <laughs> Chicago pinwheels for the scoreboard, the, the iconic pinwheels. Nope. Um, down on that. Uh, Chicago fireworks, the nope. exploding uh, scoreboard. Nope. Uh, um, That's no good either. Okay, now these are these are my two right. my top two. The, right. the rest were just kind of you know those were just always strike your first three ideas. <laughs> I, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Chicago blue collars. I okay, all right. Not, you don't like that one. I, huh? I, I'm 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 gonna keep that in the right. in the mix. Um, and here here's my this is the number one, and this is the one that is gonna is gonna win, and it's not even a contest, but it's gonna win anyway. <laughs> Chicago hitmen. That I love. Okay, yeah, so you're I think taking, that's right. 
I you're think taking that's right. an old nickname from the 70s, uh, the Southside Hitmen. You're also being kind of uh, tricky with the gangster Right, mentality. there's a nod to that there's old a, there's Chicago. A nod, there's a nod to the Capone. Yeah. Uh, right. Which do you want to do? I, I don't know, but Chicago's known for, you know, the untouchables right. and uh, you, you, you Chicago hitmen. Right. And I think you could still use the same colors. I like it. So I, I think it's the one right. if uh, <laughs> they ever do rename it. And, uh, you know, I think I think John Jay will look great in the Chicago hit <laughs> hitmen number 45. Uh, tribute. Tribute to Jordan. Yeah. Um, well, find that article, too, folks. And, uh you know, uh, we'll share that on our Facebook. page. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of Facebook page, uh, find our uh, Good Guys Talk Back page, uh, like that page, and get all the uh, the stuff we we jaw about uh, kind of ahead of time, and usually throw the podcast down there as well. Uh, like us and uh, find us on Twitter at Good Guys TB. We uh, really appreciate you joining us on this. Uh, White Sox podcast, trying to do it every week. Uh, very fan-centric point of view, blue-collar. Um, we uh, really appreciate your rate the podcast. You can find it just about anywhere. That's right. Um, rate, subscribe. Yeah. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find us on Anchor.fm. It's pretty much everywhere that you can get a podcast now. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for joining. Uh, looking forward to talking to you uh, next week with more uh more spring training games under the belt. Uh, for Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morowski. Go Sox. Yeah.